0: Welcome to The Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus. Our world is full of incomplete solutions, leaving people searching for more. God's only solution for all mankind, for all time, is Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. The Solution Radio Show will help you to grow in your relationship with God as your Heavenly Father. Your purpose is far greater than the day-to-day circumstances of life. Let's join Greg as he shares God's Word with us today. The other
1: day I met Michael. It was an early Sunday morning and he was on his way to get his hair cut. I asked him how he was doing and he replied that he had had a really rough night uh, the night before because he had way too much to drink. Well, you really didn't have to tell me that. He had been drinking because the smell of alcohol was oozing literally out of every pore in his body. He certainly didn't need anyone, let alone me, to condemn him for his previous night's behavior. What he really needed was to be loved and to have his identity upgraded to that of a son of God loved by God. I shared with him how valuable he was to God and that God loved him. I told him about what Jesus Christ had done for him on the cross and that God desired to have a father-son relationship with him. Our conversation closed as we prayed together and I gave him a small booklet titled, You Are Righteous Now. You know, I I may never see Michael again, but I believe that he will remember our brief conversation about God's love. Before I was saved, before I came to know the Lord Jesus Christ and receive eternal life by God's grace, there were four different instances when someone shared God's love and his word with me. To this day, I remember each of them distinctly. One of these days, I'll tell you about each, but I I know if you go into the archives of the Solution Radio Show on the website, uh, they're there somewhere. Uh, Each of those times that someone loved me enough to speak God's word to me, I didn't deserve it. It wasn't because of my works. I was immersed in the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. But by God's grace and God's mercy, the seeds of his word, his love, were planted in my heart. And they eventually took root to the end that I believed that Jesus Christ died for me and that God raised him from the dead. And I confessed Jesus as Lord of my life. This morning I was reading in God's word from 1 Thessalonians and it triggered in my mind what an amazing, wonderful day and age within which we live. God calls this day the age of grace. This age of grace began on the day of Pentecost some 2,000 years ago and it will culminate in the return of Jesus Christ. If you have your Bible handy and you'd like to read along, let's look at First Thessalonians chapter 5. Uh, we'll start here in verse 1 and we'll read all the way up to verse 11. Here in verse 1, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord, it so comes as a thief in the night. For when they, the unbelievers, shall say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them. Them are those that have not believed on God's solution to man's problem, the Lord Jesus Christ. So continuing, sudden destruction comes upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. The travail upon a woman with child is referring to the labor pangs that a a woman feels when she's about to give birth. There's just no stopping it. There's nothing that can terminate the, the pangs of birth. The child will be born, absolutely. Well, just like that, sudden destruction comes upon those who do not believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. It can't be stopped. Now this sudden destruction is not referring to physical pain, it's referring to the close of the age of God's grace and a moving into the times of God's judgment. The age of grace within which we live today will cease at the return of Jesus Christ. At that moment, those that have not believed in the Lord Jesus Christ will be in utter ruin, instantly from living life apart from God deceived that all is good to utter ruin but still deceived but now moving into the seven-year tribulation period. Those left behind shall not escape what is to come. It is utter ruin. It's utter destruction. That's why I've often said that today is the greatest day in the history of mankind to be alive. It's not because of electricity, air travel, or the internet or any of the other so-called modern conveniences afforded to us. Today is the greatest day in the history of mankind to be alive because we have a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the age of God's grace. God has poured out his Spirit to the end that anyone who wills to believe can receive eternal life when they confess Jesus as Lord, believing that God raised Jesus from the dead. Do you see why your life makes a difference when you love the unlovable, when you speak God's word to those you meet? Michael, the gentleman whom I mentioned earlier, he heard some of God's word early that Sunday morning. Seeds were planted. Seeds were watered. He was a young man in his 20s. If the Lord doesn't return right away, Michael may become a wonderful believer with a bold stand on God's word, affecting thousands, if not millions of others. You know, it was once sarcastically said to me that we all know that you want to save the world. Well, yeah, (laughs) why not? It says in God's word that God desires that all men be saved and come unto a knowledge of the truth. I'd much rather align my goals in life with God than the comfort of man's error. Boy, oh boy, do you see the greatness of it, of who you are in Christ and what God has made you to be. Those that don't know Christ, and if they don't know him at the time of the return, will literally be ushered into utter ruin. The next administration, God's judgment. Not a pleasant time to be alive. Well, let's continue here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, let's go to verse 4. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. We really need to be spiritually alert and vigilant. We're to be of a sound mind. How are we going to do that? We'll do it by putting on the mind of Christ, by meditating on God's Word, by prayer, both in the Spirit and with your understanding. And then let's take it a step further. Let's reach out to others and love them and speak God's Word. God's peace, His grace, His goodness, it's not just so that you and I can have a happy day, so to speak. We have His grace, His peace, His goodness, so that we can impact our sphere of influence and bring others to Christ before that great and notable day of the Lord's return. Verse 7, For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day, that's us who believe, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith, or believing, and love, and for a helmet the hope of salvation. We are to put on the breastplate of believing and love what does a breastplate protect in times of battle well one of the great things it protects is the heart we guard our heart by believing god's word and by living his love remember proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 which we've read before it says there that we are to guard our heart with all diligence for out of the heart come the issues of life and that word guard there in proverbs 4:23 Uh, What an amazing word, because it means to, to guard or to keep above all that is kept. Above all that's kept. One of the great things you can do that you can control in your life is what you think about. We need to control our thinking to align it with God's word, to put the word of God on. That will dispel the fear that's in this world and in this life. The heart here refers to the innermost part of your being, the heart that's that which makes you, you. It's the real you, the Christ in you. That's what we want to put on. We want to put on the mind of Christ in our thinking. We want to live the Christ within by living love. What an awesome privilege we have as God's children. Let's continue in First Thessalonians 5, verse 9. For God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation or wholeness by our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 10 who died for or in place of us, that whether we wake or sleep, wake means we're alive at his return, sleep here refers to those who have died since the day of Pentecost, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. What a great comfort. What a wonderful encouragement. Do you see why today is the greatest day to be alive since the beginning of time? Eternal life is found only in Jesus Christ. You will not find it in any other religion. It doesn't matter how sincere, how good, how kind, how loving the people may be. Eternal life is only found in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the only way to the Father, the one true God. There is no other way. Either he lied or he told the truth. I believe he told the truth. Your life makes a difference. Your value is worth the life of Jesus Christ. Your life affects others. Will you get off the couch with me? Will you get your face off your phone with me, so to speak? You know, we're addicted to the electronics. Uh, We're addicted to comfort in our culture and society here in the United States. Well, we've been tricked if we're addicted to that stuff because there's so much more to living life. That is to live for God, to live for the Lord Jesus Christ, to help others to know the truth. That's what we've been called to. And what we do today affects all eternity, literally. Let's go love someone. Let's go speak God's word to people. Let's help people to know the one true God and the greatness of the day and time within which we live because this is the age of God's grace. After this short break, we will be joined by Annette Hubble, author of Eternity Through the Rear View Mirror, How Simple Faith Changes Everything. Be sure to visit our website, thesolutionradioshow.com.
2: John posted a comment on the Solution Radio Show website that said, loved your teaching. This knowledge of who we are in Christ is so vitally important to us. What an amazing privilege we have to reconcile people back to our loving Father. God bless you. John is one of many listeners that we hear from here at The Solution Radio Show. Now through the end of March, if you send a donation of any amount, we will send you a copy of Volume 1, God's Magnificent Goodness. Volume 1 contains the first 14 teaching segments of The Solution Radio Show, along with discussion questions at the end of each chapter. Volume 1 may be used as an individual or group study guide. It will be mailed mid-March. Help to make a difference by supporting The Solution Radio Show with your donation. Visit thesolutionradioshow.com and click the Donate button today.
0: This is The Solution Radio Show, exploring God's solution for all mankind for all time, Jesus Christ, with your host, Greg Backus.
1: Our guest today is Annette Hubble. Annette is a San Diego native who enjoys writing, acting, history, and traveling to the Holy Lands. Her first book, A Spoonful of Grace, Mealtime Blessings, and Bite-Sized Pieces, was awarded the Silver Medal in the 2018 Illumination Award for Exemplary Christian Writing. And Annette's most recent book, uh, just published last month, is titled Eternity Through the Rearview Mirror, How Simple Faith Changes Everything, 17 Extraordinary Lives. She wrote and performed her first play, A Witness to Gettysburg, in 2009, and has since performed it more than 200 times. She loves to portray Eleanor Roosevelt in Tea with Mrs. Roosevelt, written by Sherry Colburn, and her third production is Women Warriors, in which she portrays eight extraordinary world changers. Several of which are in the book *Eternity Through the Rearview Mirror*. I'd like to welcome Annette Hubble to the Solution Radio Show. Welcome, Annette.
3: Well, thank you for having me.
1: Oh, it's wonderful. Thanks for joining us, uh, Annette. Can you share with us a little bit about your background?
3: I grew up in a Catholic family, and at a time where there was very little Bible reading. I believed in Jesus, but was not very committed, I would say. Um, there was a time when oh, I even explored the New Age thing, but thank goodness I saw the light, so mm-hmm. to speak. Um, began to study the Bible, visited the Holy Lands, like you said, and I just generally immersed myself in God's Word. And He led me to write my first book. I know it was divinely inspired because I would have never thought of it on my own. It took me 10 years. Uh, I I had to go back to school to study Christian doctrine. Mm -hmm. And I wrote the book to solve a problem. Uh, People want to say thanks for their food, their meal, but too many other things get in the way, right? The prayer becomes rote and doesn't mean anything. The Mm -hmm. food gets cold. The kids are too rambunctious. Uh, People want to pray out loud, but they're very uncomfortable. So what to do? So could I turn this into a teachable moment. I wrote thir- 366 graces, and each of them are inspired by a scripture that that comes along with that uh, grace, a scripture verse, ones that dealt with values, like honesty and integrity and loyalty and friendship, and and then I extended the meaning of that scripture into the grace, Mm -hmm. and then afterwards I wrote grace notes, which explain the scripture and present ideas for conversation, and you can do all of that in about a minute, minute and a half. And I would say I'm a perfect example of God using the least of us Mm -hmm. (laughs) to accomplish His purpose.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. That's really a, a great uh, tool then, too, for the kids, for the young ones, you know, that one-minute little grace period at mealtime and uh, share a little bit yeah. of the gospel with them.
3: And I've had grandparents tell me they love this because they their their grandkids come over, and that's the that's what they want to do. It's just amazing, amazing to me.
1: Well, now, your second book that just recently came out, which I'm reading through right now myself, called Eternity Through the Rearview Mirror, How Simple Faith Changes Everything— what inspired you to write that?
3: Uh, again, a divine inspiration. I have no other way to explain it, but um, if you pinned me down, Greg, I'd, I'd say um, what had been on my mind back then was God's promise his promise to complete the work he starts in us, and that our lives can be more fulfilling and transforming with his guidance than we could possibly imagine. Mm -hmm. And I'm always thinking, what would a skeptic say? So rather than having to convince someone, what if I were to give examples from real life? But to go from that idea to writing biographies of people who publicly gave credit to God for their accomplishments, that's, divine inspiration Mm -hmm. i i let the evidence speak for themselves so to speak you know
1: yes well my favorite chapter i'm about halfway through but john newton i really enjoyed that chapter just to see his background and uh the slave trade that he came out of and then trusting in god and then writing amazing grace which is uh, just such a wonderful song that's sung worldwide
3: and affects millions today yes how did he know he would have such impact right? right
1: right it had to be god for sure um, yeah, yeah. Out of the 17 lives that you explore in the book, uh, do you have a favorite? And if so, why?
3: <laughs> Every time I finish each, as I finished each story, I would say, oh, this is definitely my favorite. And then I would start the research on the next one. And I, I just... I love them all. I mm-hmm. will tell you, though, of the 17, I thought Abraham Lincoln would be my easiest, and Johnny Cash would be the hardest. Mm. And I, it turned out it was exactly the opposite. And why is because many to this day will argue that Lincoln was an infidel all his life, and they use that word, infidel, That was a big surprise to me so to present his life as a christian i had to do enough research to prove to myself that although he once was an atheist and that was surprising to me Mm -hmm. he grew out of that and johnny's johnny cash's lifestyle his drug use well I did not know that Johnny Cash went to school to become a pastor, and that he wrote a book about the Apostle Paul called The Man in White. Hmm. I didn't know that in his concerts he acknowledged Jesus Christ as number one in his life. And there, Johnny was a perfect example of the infallibility of man and the ever faithful love of God.
1: I haven't gotten to that chapter yet, so that, that's that's new <laughs> well, information. <wait. laughs> that's new new information to me as well. Um, you know, you tell us a little bit about your characters and how you tell their stories.
3: Okay, I tell their stories. These are stories of people who changed the world in some fashion. Many we have forgotten about, you know, time marches on, but they should all be remembered. I, I tell their story in first person, as if they were looking back, and in the book you will see their actual words are in italics to differentiate from mine. I begin with Galileo, and I end with Johnny Cash, and some, like Galileo and C.S. Lewis, developed their faith through reasoned examination, and I explore that. Others, like Sojourner Truth, Harriet Tubman, Gladys Alward, Amy Semple McPherson, came to faith through an epiphany or revelation. Mm -hmm. And then there were others like Abraham Lincoln, John Newton, Louis Zamperini, and Johnny Cash, who developed their faith through traumatic events. And then there were still others, like Johann Sebastian Bach, Elizabeth Fry, Mary McLeod Bethune, and Corey Timboom were always confident that they were doing God's work.
1: That's wonderful. Now, as you researched these different individuals, uh, what surprised you the most?
3: Well, first let me say I had no idea I was getting into. <laughs> as I started learning about these historical figures, I began. To see lots of inaccuracies, one source would say something and another source would say something else. So, what was the truth there? I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't have that, and and I had to sort through conflicting truths. And well, guess what, Greg? The internet isn't entirely reliable. Right, right. <laughs> so uh, I dug deep. I found source documents. I interviewed experts, and I wanted to let the reader know where I got this material, because some of the things that happened to these characters would be unbelievable. Otherwise, they'd think I was just making stuff up. Mm-hmm. And I also didn't want the biographies to get bogged down. So I put all the research into end notes. And I think you will see there, I ended up with over 600 end notes. But oh, the question was what I found most surprising. Um, Abraham Lincoln's last words. They're documented, his words, right before he was shot. Mm. And not only were they documented, but his last thoughts were of the Savior. Wow. How's that for a surprise?
1: (laughs) That's wonderful. Yeah,
3: Yeah, Um, you can read them for yourself.
1: Yes, yes, don't tell us what the words are. We'll have to go to that chapter and read it, for sure. (laughs) Annette, what is your desire for the reader of your book as they delve into the heart and the faith of these examples of trusting God and you know, in light of that, do you have a word of encouragement for our listeners today?
3: I want them to be inspired, to be motivated, to ask God for a purpose if they need one. I want this to be a believer's delight and a doubting Thomas's revelation. Mm. Uh, as you as you mentioned in the introduction, I've adapted uh, seven, eight, uh, eight of these historical figures into a stage play, and I call it Women Warriors. And I talk about these remarkable women, but they they didn't start out that way, I tell the audience. They, they all had seasons to their lives, lessons to learn. Mm-hmm. And um, if we could go back in time and ask them what's an important lesson they would want to impart, I think they would all say that Anything is possible alongside the power of God. And I think that is what I would say to anyone today.
1: And that's wonderful encouragement because, you know, as I've read the five, six, seven chapters I've gone through so far, I've been tremendously encouraged and inspired to see the hardship that some of these people went through. Uh, I have no right to complain about anything.
3: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I know. Today we are... Well, what they accomplished back then with what they had is just mind blowing, isn't it?
1: Remarkable that it had to be God involved in their lives and and directing their heart and opening doors for them. Just tremendous, tremendous oh, yeah, truth. Yeah. Now I did look at your website earlier, and you have some upcoming dates where you do some of your performances. Uh, most of them look like they were in the San Diego area. Do you travel outside of the Southern California area as well, or?
3: I- I haven't yet, but I am very open to that. Okay. I'd love to take my message and my performances uh, anywhere. Mm-hmm. So okay, invite me. Yes,
1: <laughs> Annette. What is the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you and as well to order your book?
3: Oh well, there's my email to get in touch with me, which is Annette at AnnetteHubble dot com, two B's and two L's, H U B B E L L, or at my website, you can contact me there, which is annethubble.com. You can also order my book there. And if you uh, order from my website, I can offer your U.S. listeners a discount. If you use the coupon code solution in the checkout area, you will get a 10% off plus free shipping and if you want the Kindle version, which you would get at Amazon, the Kindle version is nice for those history buffs who want to read those 600 endnotes, mm-hmm. because as you're reading, you can click on the, n- the number of each endnote. It will take you to that endnote conversation and then take you right back to where you left off in the in the chapter.
1: That would be so good that's for what's good
3: about the Kindle. That would yeah. be good
1: for homeschoolers too, wouldn't it?
3: Oh yeah, yeah. It's all right there for them and and it's all been researched for them and they can they can be relatively ninety nine point nine percent sure. I mean I'm leave the door open for mistakes and if you find any please contact me. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that the that the information is accurate.
1: I'll put that information on our website as well when we when this is posted.
3: Okay, thank you.
1: Awesome. Well, Annette, this has been a wonderful conversation, and uh, I thank you very much for your time today and, and sharing the heart behind your book, Eternity Through the Rearview Mirror, How Simple Faith Changes Everything. I encourage our listeners to, to purchase the book, either through Kindle on Amazon or through the website of Annette's, and I believe you'll get very blessed by it, as I have been. Thank you so much, Annette.
3: And thank you, Greg. I have been blessed here as well.
1: Well, God bless you. Have a good day.
3: Thanks.
1: Thank you for joining us on the Solution Radio Show. Be sure to visit the where you may re listen to all of our previous shows at your convenience. There is also a link to the website of today's guest, Annette Hubble. And remember that Annette is offering a 10% discount plus free shipping on any of her books that you order at her website, annettehubble.com. You'll just want to make sure that you use the coupon code SOLUTION, S-O-L-U-T-I-O-N, the word solution. This offer is only available to U.S. addresses and quantities are limited. You can email me at greg at thesolutionradioshow.com. Our mailing address, The Solution, P.O. Box 9002, Naperville, Illinois, 60567. Have an awesome rest of your day. God bless you in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ.
0: The Solution Radio Show archives are available at the com, along with resources to encourage and help in your walk with God. The Solution Radio Show is supported by listeners like you. Make a donation today to join in sustaining God's work at the com. You've been listening to The Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus, and we thank you for joining us today. God bless you. You are God's very best.